0: This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to toefop.com for more. I'm Charlie Clawson.
1: I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. And I say hello and thank you for watching every week, but this week I hope you are watching. I hope you've gone to the video feed of this, which is accessible, of course, to our Patreon subscribers. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to the video episodes of this. And Charlie has gone in the last two minutes from, you are not in your usual place of recording. Well, actually, neither of us are in our usual places of recording, but you are in someone else's home, I yes. imagine, is what is going on. Correct. And in the background, there is a piano. And when we first crossed to you in that room, it honestly looked like this was ABC News breakfast and they were just to, about to like, you know, it's it's Classics Weeks on Classic FM. And yeah. we've got one of the composers who put together the playlist of his top 10 classical tracks of all time to chat through
0: it. And, and then... Your headphones weren't working. Well, well, let's so let, let, grabbed, let, let's 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 yeah. let's let's not rush past that. So yes, okay. definitely, I look like, and that that's all about the hair. Well, I'm wearing black because I'm in Melbourne, so obviously dressed mm. to impress. But it was also the way my hair looks at the moment because I have long hair, but it was yes. uh, it, it it was unstyled. It was not tied back. It was flowing over my shoulders, and I have just enough gray, gray flowing through my dark hair to make me look like some kind of like mad composer, a guy who would be locked in a room with a piano.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. You had very much a, a – We've it's it's Grammys time and Josh Groban's on the line. Talk <laughs> us through what you've uh, got up at the Grammys this year, Josh Groban. Like, and I'm not even really sure what sort of music Josh Groban makes, but when I looked at you, I was like, that's a real Josh Groban
0: feel. I think Josh Groban, and I'm not 100% certain on this, but mm. I think Josh Groban is like – the David Campbell of Canada. Is that right? He's Canadian. That does make a lot
1: of sense. Like, I wasn't even sure 100% when I said his name, Josh Groban, out loud that that was his name because that doesn't actually sound like a person's name. The more you say it, Josh Groban, you're like, no, that's a made-up name. No one is called Groban. There isn't a family of Grobans that have persisted in Canada. That's the only place you could have the last name Groban and it continue in your family without you changing it is Canada because they're too polite
0: to say that's a bad name. Have a different name. There is that niche um, entertainment bracket though that certain singers can go into where it's like the good news is You'll never have to write an original song. The bad news is your target market is mostly going to be women over 50. I mean,
1: is that bad news? Like women over 50, they're a loyal audience. You know, women over 50, they've made some choices about what it is that they find socially acceptable to have fantasies about. And for a while, it was Michael <laughs> Bublé. And it feels like <laughs> Groban has seen a Bublé-shaped hole and
0: kind of like, what if there was like a cooler, funkier Bublé? Uh, well, podcast, Mike, while we're talking, could you just please mm. make, make sure that I got my my information correct? I think Josh Groban, Grogan, I've forgotten his name already. I think he is Canadian, but I, I, might, be, I might be wrong on that.
1: I am going to actually have a look at Josh Groban and see if we can find out some Josh Groban information. So Josh Groban, according to Wikipedia, uh, oh, here we go. Full name. Let's go with this for a start. Um, so uh, full. what's his first name? What's his first full name? Joshua. Joshua Groban. Uh, what is his middle name? Now, there is absolutely no way that you could possibly actually guess this. So I'm going to have to give you a Charlie Clawson, two guys, one cup style clue to see if I can actually oh, okay. get you towards so guessing what his middle to decipher. name is. Yeah. Okay. So say the Australian cricket team recently went to Pakistan. And uh, the problem with Pakistan is all the the pitches over there, they're not really for you know, results. So there's not a lot of wickets. There's a lot of batsmen playing. So over the three test series, the first test was a draw. The second test was a draw. But Australia uh, held their patience and they won on the final day of the third test to clinch the series one nil in a three test series. How would you describe what they did if it was a name? What? What? That, I mean, <laughs> See, I know you're going to take it hard. this is the sort of clue that you give me every week on Two Guys, One Cup and expect me it will be one of these clues that as soon as I say the answer, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a really good clue. But at the moment, you have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. And for once, the tables have turned, <laughs> sir.
0: The shoe is on I'm the pretty, other foot. Okay. Okay. I feel like I, I'm being taught a lesson here. So, okay. So Australia gets to the third yeah. test. What, in yeah. five what test did Australia
1: series. do? His name is a combination of two words. What did Australia do <laughs> and how did they do it? Okay. And it's not, it's, it's not drew as in they, they, they drew a test. No, because they is didn't like, draw in the end. They did something else, didn't oh. they? What did they do in the end?
0: So it's a cricket. It's specifically cricket terminology, like a follow-on. You're
1: very close with Drew. So, like they drew the first one, they drew the second one, and then what did they do in the third
0: one? No, what did they They, do in the third one?
1: They
0: they won. They lost. One. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Okay, But not one. What's the sing? What's the uh, What's uh, the singular of one? Win. uh, uh, Good.
1: uh, You've got the first half. Win. Oh, Winston. Win. Winston. Not Winston. Winston. So they didn't, because oh, okay. the second clue was how did they do it? And they didn't do it in a ston file. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's, what's the second part clue again? Second syllable. First word, did second they- syllable clue.
1: Yeah, it was a three test series. They tied yeah. the first, they tied the second, yeah. and on the final day of the third test, they win. So how did they win? Yeah. Uh, win third. <laughs>
0: Is his name Winthird? <laughs> Joshua Winthird Groban? Um win?
1: Winthird win? Groban. <laughs> no, I don't know. Give me the answer. Slow. Winslow. <laughs> Joshua Winslow Groben. <laughs> okay.
0: I would never See? have got that with that. See what it's never, like? <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense now that I say it though, right? <laughs> it does. It does. I mean I don't Winslow, yeah. I mean Winslow technically, but yeah, Winslow. I'll, I'll accept that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but what was I mean? Oh, okay,
1: somebody was doing a limbo competition and they, they they were the victorious in the limbo competition because they did what? Wins low. They went low. Better. Wins low. They won low. Oh, yeah. they won low. Josh Grogan okay. won low. Anyway, we've made it three words into this Wikipedia entry so far, so let's uh, okay. push on. Uh, Joshua Winslow Groban, born February 27th, 1981. February 27th. Okay. Very close that, to being a, a, s- a leap year baby, possibly. Is an uh, American – well, not
0: – Let's not get into leap years on this show. We, uh, traditionally, well, we know I mean, that doesn't he's a, well. No. Uh,
1: is an American singer, songwriter, musician, actor, and record producer. Oh, wow. His first four solo albums have been certified multi-platinum he was charted in 2007 as the number one best-selling artist in the United States with over 22.3 million records.
0: So that answers our first question, right? He's, he's American. He's not. He's
1: Groban not. was born in Los Angeles, California. To Jack Groban, a businessman, and Lindy Groban, a school teacher. Okay. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he's
0: super popular. It's a, it's it's a weird name, mm. Groban, isn't it? Like, it's kind of the name that you'd expect to see in like one of those teen comedies, like the the snooty principal, Principal Groban. Like, it, 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 it on its own, it sounds like Groban. Groban. Yeah. honor <laughs> oh, that. No, because Gro doing it that way is your. If he was the cool kid, to would be, all oh, grobin, but it's more like, up yours, Principal grobin.
1: <laughs> and now what you're thinking of here, so he's, he's done a lot of Christmas albums and stuff like that. So this is where the sort yeah. of, you know, buble world has intersected with the Groban world, I think. So, because I think if you put out a Christmas album, that is definitely pitching for your you sort of over 50s mum's audience. 100%. Yeah.
0: And I think also, to the Christmas Association that misled me to Canada because snow, Canada, Canada snow. Oh, no, Groban
1: feels Canadian. Like, it, it, it 100% made sense when you said it, even though I'd never heard that. I was like, no, nah,
0: that makes sense. He feels very Canadian. He is not. <laughs> now, I think – I think, I think I saw him at the Logie. Oh, see, I get him and Bublé confused. Mm-hmm. Who's more successful? If you had to guess, would it be Bublé?
1: Ooh, is
0: Bublé more
1: successful than Groban? I mean, Groban sold 22
0: million copies of an album. It's a lot of albums. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot, though. I think Five also sold 20. Oh, I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't going to talk about him, but... <laughs> it's not a lot okay that's the big question is josh groban more popular
1: than the boy group five (laughs) this is how we basically measure anything going forward less or more popular than five um i would say that buble sold more albums podcast mike can you look up who's sold the most albums
0: josh groban or michael buble who do you think charlie I think Buble, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Buble has a bit more sex appeal, if that's the mm, right word. Really? Like, I think that Buble was marketed more as like, well, you know, you'd say, you know, this is not your mum's, you know, re, uh, reimagining of Frank Sinatra. This is your daughter's re If Frank Sinatra could appeal to young girls again, it would be Buble. Because he was... Photographed, like, I think he dated models and he was always in those kind of magazines and shirtless in the Bahamas and stuff. That's my very uneducated read on Bublé.
1: Uh, Podcast Mike, what's the information? What's the tale of the tape?
0: So, Josh Groban has sold over 35 million albums worldwide, Mm. which is quite a feat, but Michael Bublé over 75 million. So, nearly more than double.
1: 75 in your face, Groban. You're no Bublé. Don't
0: even <laughs> pretend you're a Boublay. You're half the man, Boublay. But it's so—they both have comically like weird names, like a Boublay. If I said to you, "Hey, come hang yeah. out with my teammates, Boublay and Grobin," you'd be like, "What is wrong with them? Why are you hanging out with a Boublay and a Grobin?"
1: I mean, it it does sound like. Some sort of modern crime-fighting team, though, doesn't it? Bublé and Groban?
0: No. it's. Are you it watching the new series of Bublé and Groban? It sounds more like if there are two Smurfs. Have you heard that they're making another Smurfs movie? They've got two new characters, Bublé and Groban. <laughs> <laughs> Bublé and Groban Smurf. I'm Bublé
1: Smurf. You could have Bublé Smurf, like playing in the local sort of Smurf, like singing like in a tuxedo, in a smurf, in a blue yeah. blue and white tuxedo, like singing smurf classics in the corner of the bar. And then you could have your yeah. Groban smurf down at the piano, like kind of a bit longer haired, yeah. you know, poking out of his little smurf
0: hat. And it'd be like singing, start smurfing the news. <laughs> I'm smurfing today. <laughs> smurfing today, because that's all they do, <laughs> yeah. just replace words with smurf. <laughs> Do you think that was a way for the Smurfs to get around like properly?
1: Are they song parodies? Do
0: they? <laughs> yeah, they, that's I was going to say, does it
1: count as a song parody if you just like? I get if it's like in USA, yeah. that's a song parody, right? Because yeah. it's actually a play on surfing. But if you just take "I want to Smurf
0: you like an animal," "I want to Smurf you from the inside," <laughs> does that count as a cover version? Well, I, a parody. A, here's another question: If you or I were to release "I want to Smurf you like an animal," Are we uh, exempt because it's parody? Are we exempt from copyright infringement or do the owners of Smurf get to sue us because we're using their copyrighted Mm. IP?
1: Well, I think the music, any sort of version, still has to go past the publishers of the music. So I remember when Chris the Bloke Franklin did his – song bloke yeah. and Vaughnker, it was a cover Vaughnker's of a uh, favorite songs i
0: believe Vaughn voted for that in triple j's hottest 100 uh, d- gave times. him
1: a standing ovation when he saw him perform it live at the sydney comedy store I
0: <laughs> <remember>. um, <so. laughs> he spent the whole show leading up to chris getting on stage going i hope he sings bloke i hope he sings bloke <laughs> like i'm pretty sure he's gonna sing bloke vaughn you're okay
1: <laughs> my he sings bloke and it's so long since bloke came out that he has to do a whole explanation of who Meredith Brooks was and what the song bitch was for people to actually understand what the reference point is before he actually goes into it but my understanding i think from chris of how that went down i'm sorry if i remember this wrong is that they had to run you have to run it by the the publishers so Like, it doesn't mean that, like, I know when uh, Tripod did the cover of uh, Paranoid Android on one of their albums, it had to go to Radiohead's people to see if they could actually get permission to do it. Now, I'm not sure that Tom York is running his lazy eye over every submission that comes in for a Radiohead cover, but I imagine there is some process that, like, they go through as a band. Somebody is making that decision. And uh, apparently Meredith Brooks thought it was really funny. Like she was into the idea, but the guy who actually wrote the music maybe right. or whatever wasn't as into it until the record company explained to him how many albums it was going to sell and how
0: much money he was going to make out of it. And then he was really into it. He was really behind it. Do you think it's, a, I was wondering about that with cover songs. I was listening to um, uh, Mrs. Robinson by the Lemonheads and I was like, oh, this is one of those cover songs, which actually I think I like more than the original but is there like a set percentage that when you do a cover, so just say you're a band and you need a hit and you do a cover of a song, like, is it worthwhile? Like, are you going to make zero money, but you get like notoriety and airplay or, you know, is there some, do you get like 10% of the profits from doing that cover?
1: Yeah. I don't think it all goes to the original artist. Cause I mean, it is a new piece of work, but yes, there's a certain percentage of money that goes to the original artist. And I think it's a substantial amount of money, I think. So It is very much like, you know, getting it out there and the artists themselves, uh, yeah, the original artists benefits from that. So like when Alien Ant Farm covered Smooth Criminal, of course, um, you know, that was a win-win because we got to know who Alien Ant Farm were and we also, Michael Jackson made some more money. So, I mean, there's no
0: downside to that story. Just (laughs) positives on every side of it. Well, I think we should push ahead with this um, Smurf cover of Closer. I've just got the lyrics here. So let's see how often we have to swap mm. Smurf in to make this work. So you let me Smurf you, you let me Smurf you, <laughs> you let me Smurf you, you let me Smurf you. That's the first verse, right? <laughs> yeah, I Smurfed I so. apart my insides. I don't think we can insides. leave
1: any of the original lyrics in at that point. <laughs> we have to just, so far,
0: there's a lot of Smurfing. Let's see what else happens. Uh, I Smurfed apart my insides. Help me, I've got mm. no Smurf to sell or I've got no soul to Smurf. I've got no Smurf to sell. To make it rhyme, we'd probably have, I've got no Smurf to sell. I'm going to say,
1: (laughs) I've got no Smurf to sell. Also, I think it's good that they're not selling Smurfs. Like, it's a statement against
0: slavery. We don't want Smurfs selling other Smurfs. (laughs) Help me, the only thing that Smurfs for me, help me get away from myself. I think we can leave that. That's probably the one lyric (laughs) where we don't have to swap out Smurf. Yeah, Um, one line so far we haven't inserted Smurf into. (laughs) I want to Smurf you like an animal. I want to Smurf (laughs) you from the inside. (laughs) I want to smurf you like an animal. My whole existence is flawed. You get me closer to God. We can leave that, can't we? That's, I mean, in isolation, that could be considered maybe like a Christian song lyric. You get me closer to God. Um, Yeah. Or
1: could it be like, you get me closer to like Gargamel or something. You get me closer to
0: (laughs) Papa Smurf. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Um, Okay. You get me closer to Gargamel. I like that. I don't think Hmm. that's. Syncopation doesn't work, but we'll 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 squeeze it in. Um, You can have my isolation. That's not too scary for kids. You can have the hate that it brings. Mm. That might Mm. be getting too scary. You can have the Smurf that it brings. You can have the Smurf. You can have my isolation. You can have the Smurf that it brings. You can have my absence of faith. You can Mm. Smurf my everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's (laughs) is it work? All right. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, You tear down my reason help me, it's your smurf mm-hmm. I can smell. <laughs> help me, you make me perfect. Help me become somebody Smur- smurf. No, help me become somebody else. That's fine. I want to smurf no. you like an animal. I want to smurf That's you from right. the inside. I want to smurf you like an animal. You bring me closer to Gargamel. Um, I didn't even know this is lyrics in the song. Through every forest, which works for the smurfs, because they live in a forest. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, Above the trees, within mm-hmm. my stomach <laughs> scraped off my knees. All right, now we're getting into like
1: uh-huh.
0: – it was No, that's okay. Tragic.
1: I mean, this is all – could just be read as what it is. I mean, I know that that's not what he's doing, but like if you're yeah. a kid, like it can just be something that – someone
0: who needs something scraped off their knees. They've been in the forest. Okay, well, can we – can I just change one? So rather than within my stomach, mm. because kids don't say that. Kids say mm. tummy. Tummy. So through well, – Yeah, within my every tummy. every forest <laughs> – Above every trees, within my tummy, <laughs> scraped off my knees, which works because kids scrape yeah, their knees. Right. great. All the time. I drink it's the reliable. honey. I yep. drink the honey. I'm kids sure love honey. Smurfs love a bit of honey. Um, yeah. Inside your hive. Mm. What did the Smurfs? No, yeah, fine. I think a, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, a it's hut? kind of gross to that, that that Smurfs live in a hive. Like they're these cute little blue kind of gnome mm. creatures, but then they just all like. Like, gross bugs just, like, pile into the same hive and just, like, lie on top of each other, like, writhing on I mean, top of each other.
1: It is kind of what they do. And there's, like, much like a is hive,
0: it? there's one woman and a lot of men. <laughs> <laughs> you are the reason I stay alive. Well, you know, I actually thought that was going to be a lot more hard. I think it's really just the main, the, the, the chorus. you got to swap out the smurf. I want to smurf you from the inside. Uh, okay, so I like the idea uh, previous to this, which was – responses
1: to songs so like if you know say for example you had this song wouldn't it be great to hear same music but Mm. from the other person's perspective so like nine inch nails like they release closer which is like i want to you know fuck you like an animal and then the response song is like i want to be fucked like an animal i want to be fucked from the inside and then you just have a companion piece (laughs) that feels more consensual you know what i mean like it's two sides (laughs)
0: Maybe even a yeah. duet. That's what I would like to say. So it's like a 90s like
1: do a duet.
0: It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a meatloaf type song. That's, right. that's what you want. It's just like <laughs> you want to hear the response. Like you could do like I'd do anything for love, but then you just give one verse to the other person. So you can hear once you've laid out your yeah. case, they get to respond with, yeah, I would yeah, like
1: exactly. That. But that's the one thing that I find important in a relationship. Why won't you do that? It doesn't matter that you do anything else for love. This is the one thing I'm asking for. Piss on me. Is that what it was?
0: <laughs> smurf on, smurf me. on me. Sorry, I yeah, think Smurf you on find me. The, the word is Smurf on me. Now, well, I uh, uh, I've come down to Melbourne for the weekend, yep. uh, ostensibly to watch football, but you know to catch up with family and friends. And um, last night, when I was on the way to my friend's house, I was like, "I'm going to be a good house guest, and I'm going to pick up like mm. a box of donuts." There's a fancy mm. new donut shop. Um, uh, just off Chapel Street, and I'd, I'd heard about it, and so I was like, "So oh, you're going to yeah. be a
1: good house guest, mm. and buy the people you're staying with your favourite item to eat." Let's be oh, fair about I, what is going on here. I, I, well, yes,
0: it is, but it is also they are. Also <laughs> no,
1: what not, should uh, I get these people? The yeah. thing that
0: I like the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Mother's Day this weekend. <laughs> I did get Gemma a chainsaw, uh, which she wanted, <laughs> and then I bought my friends a box of donuts. Um. But I, uh, so we got these, and they're really fancy, like super, fa- I must admit, when I walked into the store, because it's a it's, it's beautiful store, it's like decorated like an old French patisserie, you know, and they've got all these amazing fancy donuts in the window. Um, and I was like, oh, this is so pretty, and this is going to be so great. And then I walk in, and the two people behind the counter had the worst acne I'd ever seen. And I'm like, oh boy, like, is this just like, you know, you're just putting it on front seat. Like you can enjoy our donuts, but this is a vision of what will happen if you eat our donuts. I
1: mean, it's more to do with the fact that they're teenagers, I would imagine, than the fact that they're- They they were
0: not teenagers. They were adults with terrible oh. acne. And I'm like- I mean, how how adult? Like early 20s. So yeah, coming out of teens, definitely. University okay. aged, I would say. But still acne years. That's okay. You can still have
1: acne. I mean, you can still have acne all your life and it's nothing to be ashamed of. But
0: well, it's like, yeah. The hardest years, the fallen years, the donut years, yeah. the acne years. <laughs> uh, I,
1: um, yeah. Look, it would it would warm me off a little. i got to be honest with you. If I saw people who were in their 20s, and I walked into that shop, no fault of theirs, by the way. Like I, I know that acne is a terrible thing to like suffer from. And when I was a teenager, I had really bad acne, and I was,
0: I'm always grateful of the fact that one day it just fucked off. I still suffer from it. Well, I have to, I had to see a dermatologist last week because get this, um, I'm at an age now where I get acne, just not on my face. It's on the top of my head, <laughs> <laughs> it is. and it's and and. I saw the dermatologist and I was like, what's going on? I said, you know, is it because I'm not washing my hair enough? Is it because I'm sweating? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You just get to a certain age and your body just starts producing different kind of flora and stuff and it starts attacking itself. It just happens as you get older. I'm like, oh, great. It's just like good news (laughs) the older you get. So I get these like painful – they're not like – Oh,
1: mate, like I had a mole on the side. I had a mole on the side of my face that like – I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to go and see the skin doctor about this mole. And then one day I was, like, shaving and the mole came off and I was like, that's not a good idea. And then, like, it's been fine. My face just healed and everything's okay. Now, I've probably got, like, secret skin cancer hiding underneath, but I'm like, I didn't realize one of the options was just to shave accidentally off. shave off your mole and then
0: get on with the rest of your life. Oh, well, this is, like, the, the worst thing about having this on my scalp under my hair is I don't know... I have it and they're incredibly painful it's just like these little lumps they're Mm. not like pimples they're just like these little painful lumps that come in my head and i know that i have one when i put my head back on the floor or lean against a wall or something and all of a sudden it's just like i get this super painful lump in my head so the dermatologist um i went and saw last week was like oh yeah you know it's just your your body's producing it'll happen as you get older your body just starts producing different things on your skin and you just gotta maintain he said it's it's incurable (laughs) So there's nothing we can do about it. Like, you know, it's just gonna come. Thanks, in- mate. Well, glad I glad I
1: made this special appointment to come to see you then, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just happens, doesn't it? You yeah. get older, weird shit happens. You just shrug. Yeah, but I came to you because weird shit was happening and I thought,
0: yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said <laughs> <Life's> weird, <laughs> eh? Yeah, meh. I think that was his diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> meh meh. <laughs> It's like it's crazy, isn't it? Well, I guess you're just going to have to not put your head against the wall or lie down on the ground anymore. Well, no, I've been given these little. I've got to take this three month course of. I guess it's antibiotics or, or something akin to antibiotics, but it's basically it's going to nuke my it's going to nuke my head. <laughs> So I take these little pills and it's just going to dry out my scalp and milk. That would
1: be my argument every time someone says, "Or what's in the vaccine is like literally what you just said then, which is I've got this course of something. It might be an antibiotic. I'm not really sure. You're definitely going to take it. You're certainly not researching what's in it or how long it was developed for or anything like that. You're just like...
0: This guy who reckons you can't do anything about it said take these pills for three months, so I'm in. No, oh, mate, I'm in, I am in the pocket of Big Pharma big time because uh, uh, Big Pharma came to my rescue last night again. So anyway, I uh, I, I get these donuts and bring them around and um, we just stay in last night and, you know, have some uh, – well, actually, I didn't drink anything. I just drank water, but we just sat around and, and chatted and had dinner and watched some TV and made our way through these delicious, delicious donuts. And look, here's the thing. I, I – I'm such a self-confessed donut lover. Like what sort of don't donuts? Believe this. Talk us through but, the donuts. Uh okay, so all right, so they were all that that fancy American-style mm. donut. Not none of your kind of Footscray station mm. old-school jam donut. We're talking those big, super fluffy, super super light donuts. Everything's glazed. So um there was probably like, I don't know, 20 flavors to choose from. So I chose an original glazed, just, mm. you know start the basics and a, and a sugar dusted jam mm. raspberry um, uh, uh, and then I started moving into the fancy area so there was a peanut butter one which was mm. kind of like whipped cream with peanut uh, drizzled on top and, and, and crushed peanuts <laughs> I'm going to, have to close these blinds <laughs> because <laughs> it's getting even more arty uh, <laughs> is this going to, now it's gonna look like I'm doing film wine.
1: Charlie is currently struggling with the blinds in the (laughs) spare room that he's doing this podcast from. (laughs) And he honestly, you've got to watch the video. Sign up to our Patreon, as little as a dollar a month, and you can see Charlie wrestling with blinds. Oh,
0: God. That's better. Is that better? That's better. Yeah, it's it?
1: nice. It's arty. Oh, I
0: still haven't got, quite got them down. It's good.
1: It's futuristic. You've got a couple of like you know lines across here. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. There we
0: go. There we go. <laughs> That's better. That's better.
1: <laughs> Is it better? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's wrong? We. we we never got no, to no, the, the fact, changed. by the way, that Charlie is wearing like a pair of fucking teenage gamer headphones. We actually never even got to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time he's been looking like he's been doing a Twitch Twitch stream and then you just turned yeah, totally. into an old guy wrestling with some blinds.
0: <laughs> like everything is out of whack and I blame the donuts. Mm, okay. So um, they're, amazing. They're, they're amazing. Okay, so that was uh, those peanut butter with whipped cream. Then there was one called the Snickers, which was like chocolate coated mm-hmm. with peanuts and caramel on top. Then there was a, a strawberry cream one, which Ooh. wasn't really for me. It was for mm-hmm. um, my friend's kid because I know she likes that. Uh, but I, I'm never a big fan of cream or custard filled donuts. Just jam is the only feeling I mm-hmm. like. And then I feel like there was one other, but I can't remember. Anyway, delicious, amazing donuts. Um, But then... I went to. Bed. I sort of got a bit tired around 10. And how many did you eat? Give us a and give then, us a sense of how much you actually ate of these donuts. You reckon? I, I reckon because we shared them all because because mm. they're all so big we sort of like cut them into little sections. Look at this light, by the way. It
1: now looks like you're in Tron with those headphones and the way the light <laughs> is coming in on your black top. It now looks like you are in the movie Tron
0: it is hang on let me just try. <laughs>
1: somehow you've managed <laughs> to make it much worse than it was before <laughs> like you literally look like oh, you're go. in that's better uh there we go okay you're back it's groban groban's back this.
0: uh okay I, I, yeah this is, looks much better i still it's the headphones which still look weird uh like will says it's enough motivation to go to our patreon to see the full full effect of what i've just been through the last 10 minutes um so we just cut them up. we will just take little slices and eat and them. And um, I went to bed about 10:30, 11 and woke up at like 3.30 and I was like, oh, my God, like I feel like tight in the chest and like I've got a headache and I was really dry in the mouth. And so I sort of sat up and, you know, when you sort of don't know, you know you, you're not well, but you're like, is this like, do I need to throw up or do I have a headache or am I dehydrated? Like what's going on here? So I sort of was sitting there. And sweating, like having like full on kind of meat sweats, and so I was like I'm just going to go to the bathroom and, and just take a couple Panadol because, like I said, I'm in the pocket of Big Pharma. So I went and got a Panadol, which sort of t- took the headache away. But all I could taste, all I could feel coursing through my body was like this—you know—the six different flavors of donut <laughs> that I'd consumed. It was like it was like I had a donut hangover you know like when you wake up with a hangover and you can just sort of you just have the remnants of whatever booze you drank Mm. the night before i had that but with with donuts like did you consider regret
1: just hair of the donut like yeah much like with alcohol (laughs) you got to get up the next day and have a bloody mary did you i mean maybe this is an opportunity for this donut franchise is they sell you an extra one which is like a bloody mary flavored donut that is for the next morning like say if if you have a big night on the You know, the the donuts on a Saturday night, you know, you know what it's like. Gets late at (laughs) night. Suddenly everyone's like, should we get some donuts? (laughs) I know a guy who can get us donuts, but you need like this one's for tomorrow morning. When you wake up with a little do- donut hangover, you're just going to have this.
0: Yeah, but I hate, I mean, you don't want to bite this off of any guy because you sort of get that sugar on the donut and you're like, yeah, is this actually real not sugar. sugar? I feel like he's cut this with like baby powder or something. Yeah, this is like, this
1: is <laughs> definitely some artificial sweetener. This is not, not sugar yeah. at all. This is splendor.
0: <laughs> so, but I, it was generally. Like sometimes, if you really listen to your body, like I knew that my body was saying, like you got to flush whatever you've eaten. You got to get out of your body because it was like it was almost like food poisoning in a sense where, you know, with food poisoning, it's like it wants to escape out both ends, and your body's saying just flush, flush, flush until we can get this poison out. So I was just like yeah. sculling like bottles of water. But I even woke up this morning, and I had did not t- t- I haven't touched alcohol in in like a week, and I woke up this morning with a genuine hangover like sort of dro- like de- felt dehydrated and thumping head and I was like is it possible that you can get a sugar hangover I mean I'm not my body's not a temple by any stretch but I do eat kind of healthy and you know we've discussed in the past when I've tried to do a rock cheat meal <laughs> and it never works out I think I mean because these donuts were like primo this you know that kind of white flour you have sometimes you get it with a croissant or you know some beautiful like patisserie food but the white flour is just like so buttery and sublime like it's almost like it it's it's it, it just sort of melts like and that's what these donuts were like like if you just sort of pulled them apart they had that kind of stretchy almost like cheese crust pizza so that has got to be like a lot of butter and a lot of sugar in that flour like I think that's my my number one um uh, 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 I guess like vice or flour is like white flour there's something about that processed lacking nutrition, white flour. Like you just give me a slice of tip-top bread with butter or like this donut, deep-fried dough <laughs> covered in sugar. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. But my body was just like, nah, you can't. Mate, you've got flora. We've got, you've got new flora to produce. You can afford to be putting this kind of shit in your body. But there is something that your body craves about it. I
1: mean, I talked to you about when I was in Melbourne, I have like pregnancy-style cravings when I'm doing shows. <laughs> Like my body will just like suddenly just – I was in like Melbourne I had all these grand plans of like it's most one of the best food cities in the world. I'm going to eat – you know, I've been in the country. I haven't had access to all these different restaurants. I'm going to eat some different variety of food every day. And then I got into work mode and my body was just like, you need to eat toast. The only thing you're allowed yeah. to eat is different things on bread. That is the only thing that my body will process dry, during dry this time. It's white, what we need. Dry white toast. <laughs> And the other thing is that I do think that there's something I had this week. um, I went to this croissant place and they had done one of those ingenious things where you know where a business comes up with a way of repackaging their wasted produce at the end of the day. So clearly this is what this – The origins of this dish hadn't come from anybody wanting this dish. The origins of this dish had come from the croissant place at the end of the day having a bunch of (laughs) old croissants that they were going to have to chuck out and going, what can we make these into that we can repackage it, right? They're like donut holes. That's what donut holes are. It's like, oh, you've just found a way to sell your off-carts. So so what this was was like a take on a a bread pudding, you know, like an old-fashioned bread pudding, but it was chocolate and made with croissants, so instead of the bread and a bread pudding, it was like <laughs> a croissant pudding <laughs> and chocolate flavored. In chocolate, and it was unlike anything I've ever tasted in my life, and also delicious. Like I was just like, this is essentially
0: like stoner food was basically what they were making, but it was so tasty. Do you ever get those targeted ads um, on Instagram where it's like? It's like, uh, it's like a foodie targeted ad where it's like mm. someone like they get a pizza and then they cover the pizza mm. in ham and then they turn the cheese and then they put that pizza in a hamburger and then they put that pizza in, and they deep fry it and then they take it out and then they drizzle like peanut butter chocolate on it. It's like <laughs> and it's like this real porny kind of like they'll pull it apart in slow motion. You can see the cheese and everything like hanging off. You yeah, get I beans? do.
1: And I get more and more of them because I watch them.
0: Like, you know, that's how the algorithm (laughs) works
1: is that like eventually if you pause long enough, even if you don't say follow the account on Instagram, but if it's like he's a pet doing a funny thing or he's someone falling over or he's some food hack porn video. Like if you pause on it, even if you're just flicking through for a couple of seconds, the algorithm recognises that and so next time it feeds you more of those. Well, I must have been pausing on a lot of them because at some stage I just started
0: watching them. Mm. I just started going, you know what? Actually, I will follow this yeah. account. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a morbid fascination with them. There was a, a, um, one that got sent to me. It was like a, a vegan uh, treat one and it was um, how to make these like healthy chocolate chips cookies where it's I think it was like you put in like a can of chickpeas like a scoop of peanut butter maple syrup oats uh you know I think some other couple other things and then you blend it all up and then you mix in your chocolate chips vegan chocolate chips if you're vegan I just put in regular dark chocolate chips and the video like they looked amazing and you know she did that slow-mo breaking it open so you could see like how soft and delicious (laughs) they were and so because uh, I make, you know, I've talked about the the raisin cookie, health, oat and raisin cookies I make for my own. I'm like, well, this seems one step healthier even. Like it's not even using flour. It's just the chickpeas. And so I started to make them and it was just the most annoying process because my food processor, I think I must have I must have burnt out the motor because I've been making a lot of acai bowls, you know, giving it hard things to blend. And so now you put in, you could put a marshmallow into my food processor and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh my, oh, no, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my back! I just oh, it's hard. And you see him oh. like pushing. He's like oh, and you can hear him whirring. He's like oh, oh. I'm just trying. And I'm like, mate, like what good, what use to me are you if you can't even do the one thing you're designed for? If you can't process food, it's into the junkyard. So I've I've had this mm. conversation with him. I'm like, just like lift your game, because if you, it's one of those KitchenAid ones where it's like it's a you know a cake mixer on the front and a blender on the top, and you can put a food processor. So it's one of those multifunction ones. Um, but the weird thing is, like the the blender will work, but you put the food processor on and it just lacks the power. I don't know if it's, you know, the angle of the blades or whatever, but I couldn't blend these chickpeas. You know, you need to get them like mm. really, just like yeah. smooth, smooth, smooth. So it was, it was like they had the texture of crunchy peanut butter. So there's little lumps of chickpeas, but. In the ingredients, they said, "Don't worry, you won't taste the chickpeas because mm. you're going to put in this maple syrup and this peanut butter. It's going to have like a nuttier flavor." So, I put in everything else, and I blend it all up. And Iona, she helps me when I make these things. It's like a little daddy-daughter thing to do. And even she Suss was like, that. "I don't know, how bad I don't you know putting about you put chickpeas this. in this?" Like, it's, yeah, she was like, yeah. "I thought we we're making cookies," and I'm like, "We well, are. Yeah, you know, it's just it's going to be healthier cookies." And so we finally like made these little ball things and whacked them in the oven. And they looked mm. amazing. Like they looked okay. exactly like the Instagram video. Like when they came out, I was like, "Oh wow!" Like they looked like cookies, and you know they yeah. had that soft, chewy center, but a bit like crusty on the outside. And then I, ate like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking. Could gross. you taste it the was- chickpeas?
1: First question: Could yes. you identify <laughs> the chickpeas?
0: <laughs> yes, and that might be my food mm. processor's fault because I didn't blend them up like I, the lady said I had to. But I also think that you know. It was, it was just a. It's got chickpeas in it. That's the primary. Like, that's the base ingredient. And I, but I had to hide that from my owner. So I mm. ate it and was like, oh, no, no, no,
1: no, "This is great."
0: And so um, she, we normally like if we make cookies, she'll have a bath, have a dinner, have a yeah. bath, and then she can have like a cookie before she goes to bed. So we did all that, and I gave her <laughs> the cookie. And her response: she's in this habit now, which I'm um, as a parent, I'm meant to be like, you know dissuading mm. her from doing or but i i laugh every time she took a bite of it went like that and then flung <laughs> it across the room and she does that quite a bit now with things that she doesn't like if she's like reading through a book and doesn't like it she just throws it and it's funny every single time but every time i have to be like hey no 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 no, no. we don't we don't throw things we don't like if you don't want it that's fine just put it aside and so then I said, are you sure you don't want it? She's like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll try another one. So I gave her another one. She bit, <laughs> threw that one across the room as well. So now I have this oh. like jar filled with these horrible vegan chocolate chip cookies. And I'm, I hate throwing food out. Like I will eat stuff that I don't like just purely because it's a waste. It's, you know, mm. something that growing up in a big family, mum was always like, you've got to, you know, eat whatever prepared. So
1: I mean, in a general sense, like food wastage is terrible for the environment. Like, You know, and I'm embarrassed sometimes by the amount of food that we waste, at least like living up north, I've got like two compost bins going and at least it all goes back into the garden. But still, even there, like I think it's like we could solve so many problems about feeding the world just by us not throwing out the food that we make just because... Literally
0: throwing the food in some cases.
1: Well, I mean, if you're a kid, I'm not blaming Iona for this. She feels like she's not making a statement about food waste. She's just a kid. She's learning what her boundaries are. And I've got to be honest with you, Charlie, I would also find that hilarious. This is why I couldn't be a parent. I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I feel like too sometimes when I'm doing something that I don't like, just throwing it across the room. And I would say also... I understand, probably in parenting, there's good reasons to a curb that behavior because you don't want it to, you know, be something they continue to do. But you also know there's not too many people still doing that. Like a couple of yeah. tennis players, you know, a couple of bad bosses, those sort of things. But in a general sense, like temperamental artists. But mostly, people get beyond the idea of going like. Imagine in our society. If there was like one in 10 people, just like if you handed them a coffee and they didn't like the flavor, just threw it away. <laughs> in your face or threw it back at you. Just,
0: I don't mean at the person. I just mean randomly just went yuck and just threw it away. Well, I don't know if, if you know anyone who does this or if Amy does this, mm. but something that Gemma does that my sister my older sister Lucy used to do to me when we were kids is when Gemma's eating something she doesn't like on her plate she scrapes it onto my plate oh has Amy ever done that to you as As if you're like the the dog that will eat everything yeah yeah so it's like she's got you know something she doesn't like on her plate like Mm. Gemma doesn't like tomatoes for Mm. instance so she'll pick the tomatoes out and scrape them onto my plate but not like ask me if I want them it's just assumed that the garbage dump over here will will consume what I put on his plate, which ninety percent of the time is true. But still,
1: like that's oh, yeah. my plate. That's my I mean, sovereign plate.
0: To the point where, like when you said that to me,
1: you were you were asking as if it was an unusual thing. Has Amy ever done this? Yeah, she, all the time. I I'm pretty, I yeah. think that's pretty standard behaviour. Okay, and Good. I haven't even ever noticed it because. Much like you, Charlie, I'm not. I can't really remember a time she's put
0: something on my plate that I haven't eaten. So <laughs> mostly, I am fine with that arrangement. Well, I, I guess I'm a, I'm quite hypocritical because I get offended by the assumption, but then I eat it anyway. Yeah. Like the fact that hey, I'm not I'm not just some kind of like bozo that you can scrape food onto, but I will eat that. Oh <laughs> I no, I'll eat that.
1: If someone wants to put more on my plate, I'm fine with it. It's when people start to take things off my plate that. You know, it needs to be a negotiation. But if you're just going to put extra shit on my plate, fine with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if I've ever put stuff onto someone's plate, but I definitely do that thing where I will, put, once I'm done with my food, like whether or not there's food left on the plate or it's an empty plate, I can't have that plate anywhere near me. It's like my. It's like I feel shame or something like that. I have to push it away. I don't like having the empty plate in front of me. I need to be able to put my arms down on the table or something. It's it's weird. I, I don't know. you like that? No. No. no the, oh, okay. This
1: is weird now. No, it's good. Right. We, we just had to ask an extra question <laughs> and we got to the weird shit. So <laughs> what is this about? You can't have an empty plate in front of you because there's some sort of yeah. like, what, survivor's guilt? The fact that you've got a full tummy and some people don't? Is it a Catholic thing?
0: I, that's not just me. I think that there's other people I've seen do it as well. It's just like you just, as soon as that plate's done, mm. normally I'll just pick up I'll pick it up and, and take it away. But I just don't like having the dirty plate in front of me. It's kind of like, I don't know, like dirty clothes. Once I get undressed, I just don't leave my underpants on the floor. I put them away.
1: I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I rarely leave a dirty plate. Like if I have enjoyed <laughs> You're this- just
0: licking <laughs> face first. It's
1: like, could we stop that guy going down on my cutlery, please? Like, like my crockery? Why is he licking the plate at the table? Yeah, I am definitely a, like, I will try to get every single bit of value there is out of um, any ma- sort of ma- serving implement. Maple
0: syrup. Maple mm. syrup is the one time that I will lick the plate because it's like that stuff is so good and it's expensive too. That if I've had pancakes, mm. I will definitely like. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to lick a plate. I will circumnavigate that motherfucker <laughs> like the world's greatest porn star. I will I will give that lingus like you wouldn't believe.
1: When I was in uh, Melbourne, speaking of pancakes, I hadn't had pancakes for a long time, but we talk about pancakes so often on this podcast. And uh, I, I think it was like a Sunday night or like something like that. I've come home from a show. There was basically nothing open. might have been Easter Sunday, I reckon. So there was oh. just nothing really open even on Uber Eats. And uh, this was pre my couple of weeks of toast period. <laughs> so um, – <laughs> I was craving something a bit sweet and there was this like, I couldn't work out what to order. So the pancake parlor was just down the road. And I'm like, oh my oh, God, pancake I haven't been to the pancake parlor for a very long time. But obviously I'm not going out there because it's COVID times, but maybe I can get pancakes delivered. <laughs> Oops, I
0: open my blinds again. It was getting a bit dark. What was that noise? I was like, are there two
1: two cats fucking in Charlies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that? This might be the first episode I would recommend, no one. I think if you listen to it and Mm. don't look at it, the the, the theatre of the mind will be incredible for this episode. Oh, yeah. It really does sound like
1: we've added sound effects. We've brought in a Murray Tregonning to really jazz up the podcast. Yes.
0: (laughs) sorry i interrupted you so you went to the pancake
1: i didn't go i ordered takeaway pancakes do pancakes travel well not really is probably the answer but it did mean that i could order what i thought was the appropriate amount of condiments because like i never believe they bring you enough butter at the pancake parlor for your pancakes so like when you're on the uber eats you can just go extra butter extra butter cream whipped cream you know like the whole thing so it came with everything it was quite delicious but i ordered do you remember those mo- like malted milkshake sort of things that the i can't even remember what they call but it was like a real pancake parlor thing that i've never really like had anywhere else i Just was like malt milkshake it's kind of like a malt thick shake swiss malt sort of like drink that was like Yeah, it was an iconically pancake parlor. You could only get it at the pancake parlor-style drink. And I was like, oh, nostalgia is very powerful. I'm going to get me one of those drinks. And very much like your donut hangover, that fucking stick shake gave me (laughs) like – I honestly lay in bed shivering. I was like, that was – No good. I should not have, particularly really late at night. Like I'm just like, anyway, I'll drink this. All right, bedtime. No,
0: it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that is like part of, in the same way that as we're getting older, we can't process alcohol like we used to and alcohol contains a lot of sugar. It must be a similar thing, right? Like a sugar hangover, because this is twice now that I've attempted to eat something that was very sweet and it's just, I've come a cropper. And And I really, this is like stuff that, even five years ago I could have smashed without even worrying about it. Like I I'm getting head acne. I can't eat donuts. I mean, what the fuck is going on? I'm having a hard time adjusting my light. I mean, that's a separate issue. But I mean, what is going on? Like, why can't our bodies just continue to be awesome at just like fucking processing stuff? Why do I have to get so smurfed up? I know donuts. It's
1: sad to me that I'm very clearly on the way out, not the way in anymore. Like I know that's probably been realistically the case for maybe even a decade now, you know, that Mm. like I'm in the second half of my life rather than in the first half of my life. But it is becoming extremely apparent to me now that I am in the second half of my life and the good times are gone
0: and it is only downhill from here. It's the eyesight thing. Is, oh my god, it's getting me. Just Charlie, like, in I, the
1: car the other it. night, I've, now I now have to take my reading glasses everywhere. I could not even read my phone. Someone sent me a message after the show and it was an important message and I could not respond to it because I would have just been guessing what they said
0: and then oh, mashing shit. the keyboard in response. This morning, I mean, at least you've gone and got the glasses. I'm still like doing this thing of just like what is the correct distance to hold this to my face so I can read it? This morning, I wanted to put a nice post on Instagram for Mother's Day, so I, I wrote this heartfelt post and put some photos up of Gem and Iona. And then, about half an hour later, I went back to check it, and I'm like, "Why is everyone laughing in the comments?" <laughs> and I'd written "Happy, moiter- Happy Moiter's Day," M O I T E R S. I'm like, "What is a Moiter?" And how come I got smell checked? <laughs> Happy Moiter's Day. <laughs> so, what did you smell? M O. I m o i t. I was trying to say mother, but I must. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote moiter. M o i. I think it was t m o i t e r, or m o i moiter t h e r
1: t h oh, e r. Moiter. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> moiter definition. So, um, to bother or bewilder. To talk <laughs> in a. Rare, <laughs> this is perfect for this podcast, to talk in a rambling or confused manner. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Will, happy Moiter's Day. It's perfect. Moiter's pretty Day. Sick. Every day is Moiter's Day on tofa. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi uh, to your Moiter
0: for us. <laughs> you Moiter fucker. <laughs> um, all right, what let's get smitha. to the mailbag. Before we get to yes. uh, the correspondence, uh, let's prom- uh, let people know that, yes, if you want to see this absolute calamitous episode of dofop you can go to mm-hmm. patreon.com where we always post the full episodes of every show, plus bonus episodes where we answer mailbags as uh, comic strips by James Fosdike, Everyone Relax and Quantum Cop. Um, Or just go to tofop.com and check out some of our other great podcasts and just give them a like, give them a subscribe, tell people that's the way you can non-financially support the show. Uh, Yeah, and of course you can
1: also help us by going to the listener app for our podcast, Two Guys, One Cup, which is an AFL-adjacent podcast. If you like this, Um, even if you don't love AFL football, Sometimes we barely talk about AFL football, and the way my team's going this season, we will be—I'll be encouraging us to talk less and less about <laughs> AFL football. We'll talk about Charlie's team, and then we'll just get on to other random bullshit. Anyway, you can find that exclusively on the listener app, and we're so pleased that so many of you have uh, made the journey over there. That is really um, helpful to us, and by doing that, it actually helps Tofop come out regularly as well, because obviously. Um, it's all part of the grand universe and of course faux fop uh last week i had justin hamilton on the podcast who have you got on Fofop this week uh
0: adam zwa has come back on the show he's written a fantastic oh. book called 12 summers which is a, a memoir a hilarious memoir but told in parallel with his love of australian cricket and uh we had some uh, we had some internet issues. There was a bit of a delay. So I have to edit it up properly. But it's a great, I mean, Adam is such a great storyteller. And uh, if you're fans of um, uh, books like Saturday Afternoon Fever, uh, this is it's just a great chat. Like it, I haven't really followed Aussie cricket since the mid 90s, but the stories he brings up and the memories, I just like, oh my God, yes, I remember that. I remember that. And, uh, He's also just – his time as an entertainment journalist interviewing people like Billy Idol and ACDC, there's just some great stories in there. So Adam Zwar is the guest on Faux And you're doing stand-up, Will. Come and at, a big so shout-out
1: to – can I just say a big, big shout-out to Adam as well because his father recently passed and uh, – um yeah i just want to you know let him know if he ever hears this that we're sending all our love to him as well about that uh yes i am doing stand-up shows i have a little run of them to go which is brisbane election weekend thursday friday saturday will logical and then on the sunday night two shows of what you talking about will uh which is my improvised stand-up show
0: so uh i would love to see you come along to those thanks to everyone who came out in sydney Mm -hmm. We've got a little bit of mail here. All of it is kind of five themed. Um, so that will be our five content for, for this week. Uh, this mm, is from Callie saying, hi, Will, but especially Charlie. I listened to the last five heavy toe pop apps I think you just need to embrace your boy and girl band love, Charlie. It's okay. Honestly, you can love manufactured pop and still be cool. Maybe. We have support groups on Tumblr and everything. Yours in boy, girl, boy, girl, band, love, solidarity, Callie. What do you reckon, Will? Can someone love boy bands and still be cool?
1: Well, there's nothing that says mainstream acceptance like having support groups on Tumblr to me. <laughs> you know, the one universal social media that everybody is still using, Tumblr. Um, I, no, I think you can. I think it's a different world now. I think that K-pop has changed the game completely in people's like understanding of what manufactured pop music is and what role it plays in the pop music sphere. I think that... You just need to own a little bit more. I feel like you've been going in like it should be something that you're embarrassed about, and now you have to just go, no, 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 I'm not embarrassed about this. I am
0: Australia's leading five aficionado. <laughs> so- well... But it did get to the point where someone from, like, I think the official Five fan club, because all the online chatter had mm. got back to right. them, and so they were messaging us during the week, saying, "Oh yeah, you guys should oh. definitely go see them. The guys are lovely." Blah 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 blah. Mm. And I'm like, "No, this is going too far. I like it when it's theoretical. I like us talking about it, but I don't want to be drawn into this world. I don't want to be engaging with the band, apart from Jay. Is Jay a hashtag? Is Jay okay? <laughs> like, that's the only member of the band I want to talk to.
1: Don't you think?" that it would be fun to just be friends with the three remaining members of five. Like <laughs> just, you know, like if, if like one of their songs came on at a party, we'd be like, you know, we, we know these guys. We actually we met them at the Hill RSL after a gig. Okay. <laughs> we're friends with them now.
0: I, I guess. By the way, is
1: J Okay. Like, I mean, maybe this is the way we can find out if Jay is okay. I know surely someone in the band still knows where Jay is and what Jay is up to. Like, we've got to find out if Jay's okay. okay. Uh,
0: this is from Sasha. Hey, Will and The Five Guy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I just finished your last episode, and yes, I'm one of those guys who's a Patreon supporter of philosophy who is more than happy for that donation to then go to the collective TOFOP pods and funds, but it's easier for you. If it's easy for you, I can alter it. Whatever suits you best. No, mate, that's fine. If you're happy just to leave your money going to philosophy, like Will says, it's all going to the same account. Um, so Charlie, you said yeah. you needed to branch off your five fixations. So here's a little sideways step. Please check out my amazing friend who is an awesome rapper from San Fran. He goes by the name fifth. You see the five reference? Um, like me, He escaped a high-control religious cult, Jehovah's Witnesses, and has produced some great tracks Mm. about breaking free. Might make some good TOEFOP content. Please check out uh, this one track, The Cost of Doing Business, you can find it on YouTube. Oh, and also, I'd be keen to be one of the 200 you need for the eight-hour podcasting marathon idea if you ever do it. It sounds like a typically stupid but very TOEFOP-branded idea. Um, Yeah, so we did run a poll during the week. To see uh, how many people we had, like the majority of people who responded on Instagram and Twitter did say they would come, but we had less than two hundred respondents <laughs> in the positive. So uh, yeah, I said we that. have to be guaranteed <laughs> Sorry. at least two hundred. Even uh, even in a theoretical sense, there was
1: less than two hundred <laughs> people who said that they would do it. Like even when there was no real stakes on the line, we weren't collecting names or addresses or credit card details and we couldn't even get 200 to agree to
0: it in that format. Uh, Final bit of mail here from Carl. Uh, Gents, I love the pod. Thank you for putting it together. All the talk about five reminded me of something I saw happen a few years ago. I thought you might get a chuckle out of this story. I was on the Tube in London quite late one night. There must have been a five concert on as there was a few middle-aged-ish women on their way home in various merch and paraphernalia. One lady must've quite enjoyed reliving her youth as she'd scrawled five, five uh, as in the number five IVE, on her arms and legs in texter, and had obviously had quite a few drinks and was feeling quite merry. A dude on the train noticed the scrawling and asked what it was. She explained that it was a boy band from the nineties and he remembered them. Then he started singing the chorus from one of their songs. He must've hit all the right notes as our protagonist lunges at him, pashes him for about a minute until we pull up to the station. She lets go, perhaps realises she's no longer a teenager, and quickly jumps off the train, visibly embarrassed. We watched as she runs down the platform, jumps back on the tube into what she thinks is a different carriage to sit down, but it takes her a few seconds to look up and realise she's re-entered the same carriage, just at a different door. (laughs) she sits there trying not to make eye contact with anyone until she gets up again in the next stop and presumably goes to a different carriage this time. What would you have done if you were in her shoes? Well, probably wouldn't have kissed some random dude on the tube in London. I think that would be my first step. I and mean, that's the power of It life, really though. is, man. That is the power I would love life. to know what song he sang that got her so hot and bothered. Maybe when the lights go out. Yeah. but Well, she needed the lights to go out because she clearly got back on
1: the same carriage. That, to me, is the favourite bit. She's like, I've got to get out of here. This is a bad thing. I've
0: made a bad choice. Run, run, run. Real sliding doors moment, except it's the same train that- carriage. I mean, is that is like there's a there's a thing that happens to people when they ask out bar staff or waiters and then get turned down and then have to stay at their table or at the bar yeah. with the person who's just rejected them. What's more embarrassing? Um,
1: uh, look, I think just in this situation. It's all fun. It's all, this is all fun, right? Like you go to a Five concert, you scroll Five Five on your like legs in texture. You pass a random <laughs> on the train, and then you think you're escaping them, and they just <laughs> end up in the same carriage. It's a good night out. Good story for the girls. Well,
0: maybe that is. Like a warning for us not to go see five at the Rudy Hill RSL because what happens if they get us so hot mm. and bothered that you want a passion are on the train home? We just start passionate oh, oh yeah, I got
1: yeah, strangers, not the band five, not the three remaining members of the band yeah, of five. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we respect the three men that the
0: three of five, yeah, the three yeah. of fifths.
1: I mean, it would be a good place if you were like a sort of a middle aged man who was looking for some love and you know maybe woman. looking to meet yeah. some eligible women like you know you go there you let the three remaining members of five warm them up get them in the mood
0: and then you just yeah. sweep in at the last moment yeah yeah sweep in, sweep in like abs used to sweep in in the opening scene of the uh, Everybody Dance <laughs> music video. Anyway, that's Dope Pop for this week. Uh, make sure you check out our Patreon uh, supporters any way you can, whether it's verbally, recommendations, or financially. It all uh, goes to the one place and helps us keep doing the show. But for now, I'm Charlie Clausen. Well, I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is a Tofop production. Head to Tofop.com for more. Cool things for cool people.